I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. and welcome to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is our episode 25, I guess a sort of a pinnacle or a milestone of sorts, right? Yes, Silvert. That's right, with me as always is Marco, who you just heard. What's going on? <laughs> who just kind of interrupted you and chimed in. Hey <laughs> man, right. what's up? <laughs> yes, uh, it's our silver anniversary podcast. I know, I, you know, it, when we when we kind of had hit a few other things, we were like, oh, let's plan to do something special or whatever. And now mm-hmm. for, I think, both 20 and... 25 we didn't really do anything special about it but that's okay we did we did something for one year i know yeah uh our number system is all fucked up anyway so who cares it's fine Uh, exactly so we brought somebody with us to celebrate this not so special occasion for this episode (laughs) and that is a crystal smith from the horror nights in podcast what's up crystal Hello, everyone. It is special. I'm on here. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Very good. Welcome. It is, it is. And thank you for having me. (laughs) For sure. And it it is sort of special because you are actually the first first female horror Mm -hmm. podcaster that we had on to review movies with us. We had had, well, I had one other woman on, on my Friends Till the End shows, but not on one of these actual movie reviews, so... So yeah. it's sort of a milestone for us, too. So it is extra special. Very cool. I'm very honored to be the first female that you have on here. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, no. It, cool. It, you know, and it's, it's not like there isn't a lot of other other women out there doing this and stuff. It's just, it's so hard because you get into your little immediate circle of who you start your show with and they're your friends mm-hmm. and, you, and you kind of start branching out a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here and then you want to kind of get all these different perspectives from people but you also don't want to just avoid the people that you started with either too you know and right. you want to stick to yeah. your, your main group so yeah i'll go i'll go on anyone's podcast not that it's demeaning you or anything i'm just no, saying no, I, hear. I love i love mm-hmm. being 
you know, I love my own podcast and I love going on different podcasts because you just learn. I've learned so much about podcasting and the horror genre over the past few months that I would have never found out if I didn't decide to do this. So sure, right? And now, how long ago did you start your show? So I started Horror Nights in podcast uh, about three months ago. It was before. I think it was the beginning of October. Um, I just, I was watching horror movies like I always do. Um, and I started a conversation with a friend of mine and it was a heated debate. I can't recall exactly what the movie was, but I was like, I wanted to put it somewhere. I wanted to either like put it on Twitter and I was like, I don't really have a following on anything. And like my close group of friends wouldn't understand the love that I have for horror. So I was like, is there something that I can do? so that I could connect with somebody else and, you know, another group of people who would really enjoy debating about a topic, about a movie, or really want to, you know, hear hear something. So mm-hmm. I decided to look into the world of podcasting because YouTube is not really my scene and I wanted to do something creative in the time that I had. And I watch horror movies all the time, so it's right. just like a no-brainer to just start a podcast. So. Very cool. Yeah. And you started, you do a solo cast, right? I do. I, I do it by myself. Um, yep, I upload every single Saturday. Some, like okay. Sometimes I do specials and I upload, you know, for that period of time. But yeah, it's just me. Sometimes I have a guest on, um, and but this is actually the first time I've ever been a guest on someone else's show, too. So I've never... Mm. Uh, oh shit! Another milestone. <laughs> yeah. Never so much ground being broken here. Show yes. <laughs> so this is really show cool. the first. Really excited. I was telling. Yeah. yeah I was telling uh, my group of friends that I was going to be a guest on a podcast, and they thought it was. They thought it was cool. So awesome. they're not. Yeah. They're not yeah. horror, but they're everyone's. Everyone's right, right. Like You're like. About oh, it. Oh, I'm a pretty big deal now. Like. Yeah, that was <laughs> great. Like, yeah, they were like, wait, so like, you're actually still doing this? And I'm like, yes, I'm still <laughs> doing just... it. I told you guys <laughs> I was doing this. This oh, is yeah. something I want to do. Well, that's, that's really gutsy because um, to do a bite, to do a show, I know you have a producer that helps you out. Yes. And um, to, to kind of like sit there and, and just kind of off the cuff uh, do a solo show like you uh, are doing. And then uh, I know Paul has done a few little commentaries here and there. It, that was like the hardest thing for me. I would have never done mm. in the podcasting world if I didn't have someone to bounce off of, like as far as, right. you know, topics. I, I just couldn't do it. I I'd, I would uh, just be a horrible <laughs> – it'd, well, be, it'd be just a one little yeah. rant piece together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't really – I didn't quite understand how podcasting worked. I didn't – I only listened to maybe one or two podcasts before I – was like, oh, I could do that. But since right. I wanted to, to do it right away, I was like, I don't know anybody else who would do this with me. So I I, I need to figure out a format. And I and I did, it was like a trial and error for weeks of, uh, on mm-hmm. trying to figure out exactly how to make it sound because I did start doing things off the cuff and I didn't make notes and it, the podcast sounded terrible. Like it was all, <laughs> like, I couldn't even keep up with what I was saying. So that's yeah, when yeah. I really make notes that were pretty comprehensive but like they kept me on topic and i was able but i mean at the end like after i do like my super detailed summary of the movie that's when i go off the cuff and and i can add um more notes and um give my my opinion on it so but 
Yeah. yeah. I think when you first get into just doing any sort of talking, really, because when, when we started the show, it was really my first thing, too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's harder to collect your thoughts and to say the right things and not keep repeating yourself and saying the same things over and over again. So you mm-hmm. want to really sort of just hone your ideas down and, and taking notes does really help with that a lot. And I know that I was joking about how I don't really take notes. Yeah. I, I just try to watch the movie a bunch of times, but yeah, that's really cool. I, I think that it, it just, it depends on what works for you. Cause I find now when I do this style, see if I was doing a more extensive review like you did, then I would want more notes too. Mm-hmm. Cause there's no way I'm going to remember all of the, the plot points that I want to point out and, and stuff like that. It's more just, I can pick up a lot through the flow of conversation with two or three people like this, but yeah, if I was doing it by myself, I for sure would have to take some sort of notes to remember because I wouldn't, oh, absolutely. I wouldn't be able to remember everything on my own. Yeah. yeah. And I tried to do it without any notes, but I was like, this just doesn't, doesn't make any sense sure especially when you're first getting into doing it (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean i kind of i don't want to say i perfected the craft because i haven't i've only been doing it for three months but i think i have a pretty good system that that gets across all my points because i i never want to leave one of my shows being like oh i forgot to add that in i really wanted to add that (laughs) in so i make sure that I'm, you know, the whole time. I mean, it, it takes it takes a little bit longer than I would want to sometimes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't want to put out anything that I'm not super proud of. So sure, sure. Yeah. So we should probably mention the movies, even though people will probably figure this out before they listen to the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the theme that we were going for here is uh, we're we're sort of spiraling off of our last episode where we were continuing to cover 2018 release movies mm-hmm. and we paired these two movies up which is going to be revenge and what keeps you alive the theme with these was more based on sort of bad relationships or, or weird yeah. relationship stuff misguided toxic relationship relationships. toxic yeah. relationships that or falling off a cliff and living That's yes it. <laughs> yes, there is. There is definitely yeah, a few, yeah. a few similarities which are striking in this. Side. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which we'll we'll point those out as we go through sure, the movies sure. too. But um, I, I thought, uh, what was your knowledge of these movies, Crystal? Had you seen these, or were either of these movies on your radar or anything? So that's a no to both of them. I okay. quickly looked through when we discussed them. The a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I um, I first I looked at the themes and then I really liked the toxic relationship theme. Okay. And then I looked at the previews of the movies and that's when I got really excited and I was like, this is going to be so cool to do these movies and be able to mm-hmm. correlate the theme into both of these. And um, I think I watched the trailers and I immediately messaged you and was like, we got to do this one because <laughs> sure. these movies look so good. And I just wanted to see them. As soon as I saw the trailers, I was like, even if we don't pick this one, I'm still going to watch these movies because they were both just looked like very cool movies that I would be into. Right, right. Yeah. And what about you, Marco? Had you, I'm sure, I'm pretty Um, sure you had heard of Revenge. Had you heard of the other one? Revenge was definitely on my list. And it's one of those things where um, I had it on the to-do watch uh, or, you know, my list to watch. And then when you said we're going to do these movies for the show, I'm like, cool. Uh, I'll just save it when it gets closer, mm-hmm. you know, to to actually doing the show um, instead of just checking it off my 2018s. But the other one, what keeps you alive? Never heard of it until you posted it. That wasn't even I never even knew about it at all. But yeah, revenge was there. 
and it's like one of those things again i i did the same thing crystal did i watched the trailer um a long time ago and i was like yep i like it because the visuals on that trailer look really cool seem like a, a trippy movie right yeah i obviously had heard of revenge because a lot of people were kind of clamoring about this one in our circles mm. but uh the what keeps you alive i heard of from our friend mr watson had talked about it on one of his shows i thought i saw it oh, pop yeah. up somewhere else and then i i didn't even realize this until i had already watched it and was kind of digging through the cast Sometimes I'll I'll flip through before I watch the movie, but I've been trying to like just watch the movie and mm-hmm. then look at who else was connected to it if I don't know them immediately. Oh, oh right. And it was I don't know if, if either of you had heard of the movie. It stains the sands red, which yes. I think came out last year, the year before. Uh, the same writer and director, and the woman that plays Jules in What Keeps You Alive was the main woman in It Stains the Sand Red, which she uh, looks totally different in that. So. She does, yeah. I, I, when I was looking up the, the, uh, the IMDb and stuff after, I realized that. Yeah, I was so, like, yeah, oh I shit, can't... I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I looked yeah. up at the IMDb too to see if I recognized any of them. Um, but yes, that does sound familiar now. That's probably why, because it just she looks completely different. So yeah. that's why it didn't trigger in my head. But it makes sense now. Yeah, because in that one she's playing like a coked out hooker. Yeah. Right? That's, that's trying to escape across the desert. Okay. Similar to Revenge, I guess, but she's running from yeah. a zombie instead of <laughs> rapist Three. hunters. So, yeah, I just kind of, I wanted to really cover Revenge, and so I kind of tried to pair some other movies to similar mm-hmm. themes that had to do with this. And so you had said that the toxic relationship thing had sort of jumped out at you and is this because of um some some personal experience you don't have to get too personal if you don't want to but i just well, was, was no, curious always, how you no no no, that's fine so i always was interested in horror movies and understanding relationships between men and women and mm-hmm. you know anybody in general um so i I just remember reading books on relationships when I was younger because I didn't quite understand why certain people would be attracted to other people. And um, so I was always fascinated by the world and how toxic relationships, from the outside, they may seem great. But on the inside, when you actually look at it, they're actually completely terrible. And um, I was before I kind of got into like the horror scene, I was writing for a magazine in New York and it was all about relationships. Mm -hmm. And I remember the year that I worked there, it was all about toxic relationships. And I learned so much about them that I didn't even know I was doing in my own life that I found so crazy and so fascinating. Like the things that I thought you do in a relationship are the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do. So that's why I think it's interesting <clears throat> that we that these movies kind of correlate with bad relationships and how everything kind of from both of these movies starts with these women who these two, you know, the, the two women who start out almost as prey and become predator and they just become two completely different people by the end of the movie. And it was just crazy. Like the things that I have that I that I wanted to talk about. Um, just between the two characters um, from um, Jules and Jen. Um, They just, you know, in the beginning, they just have this low self-esteem. I think they're both kind of out of touch Mm -hmm. with reality a little bit. 
And then mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, there are these two badass chicks that will yeah. never ever let another person do this to them, whether it's a man or a woman or right. who you're attracted to. So I think that's why it was very interesting to me to get to the root of how these women got themselves into this situation and how sure, sure. and how they are 100% going to prevent it at the end. They they learn their lesson pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, most terrible awful way you could learn a lesson oh, yeah, yeah. to love and right. relationships but it's the reality like the core part of this is that these women didn't have they were just so swept up in whatever that they were in that they didn't quite grasp onto the idea that it was so extremely unhealthy and if they had noticed the patterns before then they would have never gotten themselves into the situation and like right, i sure. said like i I find the idea of people being in toxic relationships so extremely fascinating. <laughs> um, sure, sure. As crazy as I would sound, but I find the qualities of those people because I used to be one of those people. So now I just look at it and I feel like it's just I I kind of, you know, I'm compassionate towards these women because I feel like I was them and now I am them at the end of the movie. I mean, right. of course, they didn't go through those horrific things like they did. <laughs> right, but right. when it comes to heartbreak and relationships and things like that, it's kind of the same, you know, that same like devastating, like you can't feel like you, you can't escape kind of thing. So oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I really liked the idea of talking about toxic relationships and how, how right. it changed these two women. And if they had just had better sense of themselves from the beginning, neither of them would have been in this situation. So that's kind of sure. where I was going with it. So right. you guys might have a completely different no, idea. No, it's <laughs> no, no. pretty similar. Uh, you always look at things like, you know, learning, right? You know, mm-hmm. of course they didn't know how to identify things because they didn't go through it. You know, and these movies are really extreme examples of going through something, um, you know, so life-changing that you are a different character in an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. versus real life. I mean, yes, these things do happen in real life, but uh, in life it takes a lot of time and a lot of things you do in life, especially relationships, to get it right. You know what I mean? It's like, of course your first marriage didn't, uh, or my first marriage didn't last because I didn't know what I was doing. But now, yeah. you know, maybe I- I'll learn from that going on. It's like a different person than I was 10 years ago. Absolutely. So um, the women have it so much harder. <laughs> especially, yeah. like, it's like, you know, in these movies, men don't learn. We don't learn. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I hope there's that not much that we could go through to learn, you know, <laughs> something that 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 extreme. But um, yeah, so it's just like think like everyday life. Uh, you take those life lessons, uh, relationship lessons, whatever it be, and you try to be, you know, s- somebody different tomorrow than you were today. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the signs of the toxic relationships is just like mm-hmm. all of this movie. Like they're manipulated, they're controlled. They have, they you know, they want power, the yeah. low steam. These you can obviously tell in Revenge that you know she was, she mm-hmm. just you know she she got herself involved with a married man, and from the beginning, if she valued herself more, she would have never. She yeah. would. No, like I don't deserve that. Like I'm not gonna deal with this. Right. And it would have been completely bypassed. So. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I think that I can't take credit for being as as smart as to to have put that much deep thought into these. I kind of just <laughs> tried to shoehorn a few things in and and hope that something works. And a lot of times I get lucky. So. 
<laughs> no, it was great. It was awesome. Like I was like so excited when I was watching <laughs> notes and everything. I was like, wow, like Paul did such a good job with these themes. Like it's, I'm so into this right yeah. now. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because that's happened before where two things are so different, but come together in a mm. lot of similar ways where you're like, even some of the stuff that we'll mention as we get into these, where some of the stuff that actually happens is, is straight up the same thing in both of these mm -hmm. movies somehow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, it was like he really took a lot of time to do this. Yeah, <laughs> this is amazing. This yeah, and then it happened. I thought mine was good, but this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was all luck. That wasn't me. <laughs> it was awesome, though. I was super excited about it. I was like, this theme is great. I'm doing this one. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's funny because I had the same experience while I'm watching it. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe how much this I remember, is actually yeah, working I remember together. You, know? about it. you were like, this is actually great. Yeah. <laughs> <I> was, Yay. <laughs> Uh, but I, you know, I have talked a little bit on the show before and just my own past of being married and having kids and I have a lot of bad relationship history myself that mm. is, is way, we don't have enough time to get into my shit. Plus I'll probably start <laughs> crying. So that's not good for the show. Same. I saved mine for my therapist. So yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone wants to have me on their show and, and make me cry, they can interview me about my, my broken marriage and my, my failed uh, attempt at raising children. <laughs> No, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fifty percent. One of them is turning out good. So. <laughs> He's getting better. I don't yeah. have kids. I have a cat, and that's all we're gonna do. <laughs> there you go. Right, right. Well, my okay. <laughs> yeah, my animals are doing fine. Okay, good. So, I got the the chameleon is good. The greyhound's fine. The snake is fine. Yeah, that's it's good. just the, that's the kids good. are all fucked up. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really shitty childhood too, and I turned out just fine. I have to go to therapy, but hey, listen, it's worth it. So <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> they'll appreciate it when they get older. Right. Well, it's you know, it's it's tough because it's kind of the same thing. I was I was super young, had kids, was with totally the wrong person, just kind of kept hanging into this bad situation because it was like, well, I want to make this work because this is my family now and then yeah. eventually when it all gets blown out the window and it doesn't exist anymore then you're just like okay well I guess my life is over now and I'm like 29 or whatever yeah. like 31 whatever like it's what am I supposed to fucking do with myself you know? Correct. like how do I where do I go from here you yeah. just, what I do just get a therapist it's fine <laughs> <laughs> well, then, you, then you learn and you're like you know what I, I'm I'm glad just to be by myself i love this oh my god but i had to go absolutely. through that absolutely. Uh, i had to go through a marriage to learn that though i sure, really sure. did you know i'm like well shit this is awesome <laughs> right well luckily i i have a partner now that the two of us are, are yeah. very independent and we're not we're not needy of each other we don't absolutely. you know we, we work together as a team but it's not any big deal for like hey i, I gotta go watch these movies for my podcast or i gotta go record and yeah. She watches her own shit. She goes to her CrossFit classes. She goes out on wine tours with her friends. And, you know, I don't want to do any of that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> my partner, he's very, he's very, uh, he knows what I do with my podcasting. And, you know, I told him about the show tonight and he was just like, you're going to be great. Like, don't worry about it. Like, that's all you need. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you have to be, cool. you have to be supportive of somebody, even if you don't, he doesn't quite understand the world of podcasting. Like he, 
He won't mm-hmm. ever be like, oh, I listened to one of your podcasts, but like, I don't really expect him to because he doesn't. Sure, sure. This is my thing, you know, like, right. just, like with yours. She wants to go on wine tours. You want to do podcasting. It'd be right. cool if they <laughs> to it. It would be great if they listened to it. But at the same time, we don't need them to listen to it. If they want to, right. they can. But yeah. but yes, he's totally, I think that's a great way to have it. He understands that this is what I like to do. And you know, he supports mm-hmm. it, and that's all that you can really ask for. He wouldn't want to, I mean, I don't think either of us would be, you know, with our partners if they were like, well, I think you shouldn't do podcasting. Then it would be right. like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. See that you was later, oh, hi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, right. That was, that, that was my old life. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that's exactly. not cool. That's not right. cool. Or if <laughs> that, somebody like, you know, like manipulated it and downplayed it, which is another sign of a, of a toxic mm-hmm. relationship, is mm-hmm. when somebody downplays something that you enjoy like he plays video games i don't know how to play video games i don't really enjoy video games but it doesn't mean that i'm gonna downplay him yeah right yeah yeah get him for playing the video games it's the same it's the same thing and it all goes back to just the toxic relationship and all that stuff which obviously goes into the theme of uh both of these movies which is does he uh does he record himself playing doing commentary and put it on youtube (laughs) No, he's not into all that. Okay. <laughs> 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 you might have to make fun of him if he did that. <laughs> if, he, if he did Twitch, I would probably be like, oh, well, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm knocking. If, if he wanted to do it, 100% I would support him. I'd be like, what do you uh-huh. need? Do, this? do you want me to help you with the audio? Do you want me to help yeah, you with yeah. it? Like, what kind of microphone do you want to use? Like, I'll help you. <laughs> I know. That's what I, I tell my kid to do that. I'm like, come on, you could be the next whatever one of these jackasses that makes a bunch of money doing it, you know? Twitcher sounds like somebody who's having like a, uh, I don't know, like an acid trip or something. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Well, some of them are when they're playing. It's right. quite funny. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not big on video games either. My, my kid is about to turn 13 and he's into all the, the Fortnite and yeah. Um, the, the battle, 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 battlefield. Battlefield. Yeah, that's what that's what he plays. He plays Battlefield. But hey, yeah. listen, I told him I was like, <laughs> I would rather you be at home playing Battlefield than be out getting drunk somewhere. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, you can play as many video games as you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cheaper, yeah, right? I, uh, yeah, Absolutely. I got into the MMO video gaming, and that was uh, it ruined and, and saved my life at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, again, that's that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, why don't we take a quick break here and we'll play a bit of music and then we will come back to talk about our first movie, which is going to be, I think we decided, will be what keeps you alive. We clawed, we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never asking why. We kissed, I fell under your spell of love No one could deny Don't you ever say I just walked away I will always want you I can live a lie running for my life I will always want you I came in like a wrecking Sky and now you're not coming down. 
Don't you ever say I just walked away I will always want you I came in like a podcast I ever did was The Invitation and the names in that movie of the actors I had to listen to the pronunciation of their names oh, yeah. 14 times because <laughs> I I would literally have to pause it and then say the name and stop recording because it was no. just oh my goodness I like the names of the actors in that movie were so yeah. much now and I was like I don't want to mess this up that's why I just let, I just let Paul do it I just let uh, Paul do it I've gotten to the point now where I think I'm good at I can I pronounce their names better, I guess. Or it's sure, got to the sure. point where I'm I just say it really fast. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my god. These names are so hard. Yep, that is that is a problem. Especially when you get into foreign movies. Jesus fucking oh, Christ. God, yeah. Any, anything that's gosh, that's like Nordic or Netherlands region <laughs> is like get the fuck out of here. There's way it's too like, many there, you know, like J's and shit. There's a like a semicolon in the middle of their names. No, yeah. how do I pronounce a semicolon? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to. What's, how do you pronounce ampersim? You know, it's like. <laughs> what, what is yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Or or when there's a letter and then there's a mark over top of it, but it's a mark you've yeah, never yeah. seen before. And you're like, how do you fucking pronounce that? <laughs> I think Troll Hunter had all those names right, like Jorgen, yes, yeah, Jorgen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything that's Nordic or like Netherlands area, <laughs> yeah. that whole north just, of the UK. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Try it with a V. Yeah. yeah, you have to listen to those pronunciations. Well, luckily there is nobody in this movie. Yeah, these these names are easy. <laughs> right. And so, why don't we get into our next movie here, which is going to be What Keeps You Alive, which is of course from 2018, and the IMDb synopsis as we like to read it reads as such: Majestic Mountains, a still lake and venomous betrayals engulf a female married couple attempting to celebrate their one-year anniversary. That's it. at least fairly That's ambiguous it. and doesn't give anything yeah. away too much. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this movie is entirely shot in Canada. Uh, it doesn't. It's funny because it doesn't seem to have a lot of Canadian sensibility. I always pick up on right, the Canadianness right. of movies, being that I'm uh, almost a Canadian oh. where I live. So. <laughs> I live close to the border, so I'm like sort of. Canadian. Well, maybe it's Vancouver. It's on this side. <laughs> well, what uh, would it be, wait, what make a the, movie Canadianism? But what would? <laughs> uh, it's hard would to I look for in a movie that would that it would make yeah. me feel like it was Canadian. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to describe. I guess you just have to feel it. Well, right? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's a, I mean it's the a feeling. Right. <laughs> But the okay. aesthetic of this is is great, though. I love. I don't yeah. know where exactly this is in in Ontario, but it's just. I mean, I love the the way that this place looks is fantastic. They have just so much added production value just in the location of this. Right. Is is outstanding. Uh, and we start with this is our our married couple of Jules and Jackie that go up to this home that used to belong to Jackie's father, and now right. Jackie Lenniker. owns it. 
she grew up there or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they're just going there to celebrate, hang out, and, mm-hmm. and get away from it all. And then things go bad. <laughs> so. <laughs> they escalate very quickly. Very, very Yes, quickly. yes, yeah. So yeah, just a, and, I, and I appreciated that, too. Just to warn anyone that we, we are going to spoil anything from this movie, which mm-hmm. I think the, the first thing to spoil is is like the big what the fuck moment that happens about 30 minutes into the movie. Right. Which I'm sure all three of us were watching. And then I did. when that thing happened, we were like, what the fuck? Yep. I was like, wait, yeah, oh, I did. Just, what just happened? Yeah, I did, man. Uh, <clears throat> it, it was one of those things like, you know, again, it, it, the movie sets up this, their couples out there and the, and they're going to celebrate their one year anniversary, like the synopsis said. And uh, they're going on these trails. We learned that, um, you know, uh, what was her name? Uh, her childhood home there. Um, Jack. Oh, Jack. Sorry. Oh. Well, yeah. So Jack was raised as like a survivalist kind of stuff. She could shoot. She knows how yeah. to, you know, she talks, tells a story about hunting. And mm-hmm. then uh, Julia, which is her, her wife, um, she's, a, you know, like kind of into fitness, right? Running time, but uh, sure. kind of not a survivalist at the same time, but just kind of she knows things. Um, yeah, they, they sort yeah, of they, establish like. Oh, you never went hunting with your dad, and she's like, "Oh no, right. I just did target practice shooting." And then they yeah. show her running, and she's mm-hmm. rowing and stuff. So right, she seems right. like more right. of like the the school athlete type. Yeah, she's like a fitness girl on the swim team, I believe. She said, um, gotcha. "The one part she like points right. to the lake, and she goes, oh, I was the only girl on my on my swim team, and like I was like one of the fastest or something.' So we do right. get the idea that that she is athletic and." Um, and I thought it was funny that, and I kind of picked up on this too, um, before Jackie kind of turns into, you know, this crazy she, hunter person, she was pretending to not really, like when they were crossing the stream, she was like, oh, can you help me get across the stream? Yes. And it was yeah. like, yes. you're so pretending that you know you can jump that stream. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. definitely letting Jules be the you know the the dominant in that relationship and like right yeah. you know because that's i mean you take it by surprise because when we when the twist happens like mm-hmm. i said early on where uh you know jackie just lunges at julie just knocks her over a cliff mm-hmm. you know presumably killing her because mm-hmm. well I, this we we learned that that was her intent you know she brought her up to the cabin to do this yeah and uh and but there were some warning signs too through this whole thing uh the first 30 minutes there were some warning signs i watched it twice and i was like oh my god it's all here mm-hmm. Like in the first three minutes, she she breaks out in song about a demon living yeah. inside her and you're waking it up. <laughs> yeah, Which I, I love that song. Say the, the song, yeah, the, the song played at the end of the credits, and I usually don't listen yes. to yes, let the credits roll, but I let the credits roll because the song was so good. Oh and, my god, yeah. And of course, you know, you get the second sign was when the when Sarah, I believe her name mm-hmm. was, the childhood Sarah, friend, yes. and called her yes. Megan, calls her Megan, and that's yeah, our. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck. Yeah, that's already. Yeah. And I actually missed that the first time. I had to go back because I was like, yes. "Wait, like, why is Jules getting annoyed with Jackie?" And I'm like, "Oh, because her friend Sarah calls her Megan." So there was definitely some warning signs yeah. mm-hmm. um, before you even knew. But it it did definitely, like as you said, came as a very quick shock when she just pushed right. over the cliff. Yeah, and yeah. and what about that fucking story about just watching the bear die slowly? My dad. He used to hunt every summer up here. One summer, he wakes me and my friend Jenny up at the crack of dawn, and he says to us, it's time you girls learn a bit about life. So he hands each of us a rifle, and off we go. 
we're crying and complaining and and he's giving us hell for being such girls. It sounds like it. <laughs> and eventually I go wandering off my own. But I get turned around. The next thing I know, I find myself face to face with this massive black bear. It's just standing there, not more than 20 feet away from me, and it's looking right at me. So I line her up in my sights. Boom, down she goes. I race up to it thinking, how proud he's gonna be, it's my first kill. She's still breathing. She's struggling. Trying to stand up and screaming out. What did you do? I lined my gun up to do the humane thing. But it jammed. So I just stood over it for the next 20 minutes and I I watched the life slowly fade from her eyes. I'll never forget it. He used to say to me, you only kill what keeps you alive. What does that mean? It means we ate every single square inch of meat off that bear over the next month. Nothing went to waste. That's a pretty fucked up story. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, she's, and she goes, that's a pretty fucked up story. And, and they both try to, I actually chuckled with them when she said that, just the deadpan <laughs> response. Yeah. Right, right. It's a pretty fucked yeah. up story, Jackie. In 20 minutes, I watched what? the light come out of her eyes, and I was like, uh, that's weird. Right. Yeah, <laughs> psycho. Exactly. Like, there's all these signs and stuff, and, and like I said, the movie does a very good job of being poetic about that bear story and then uh, Julie's demise, too, or Jackie's demise, too, at the end, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, you get the... You, you find out that there was a childhood tragedy of the three girls that grew up in this area when yeah. they were young girls uh, that um, Jackie and her friend, the other Sarah, three, Sarah and Sarah Jen. and Jenny. Yep, Jenny was the... Jen drowned, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was funny because, like, you know, you, if you're telling a story to somebody, like, yeah, we, you know, we're out there and she got... She drowned. It was We're trying to cross the lake. Um, do you bring up the fact of, the, you know, the police, uh, you know, cleared me of any wrongdoing? It's like that's something like I wasn't even asking. Yeah, about yeah. That. You know, I know what that mean? is like, weird. Yeah, I think she was kind of like covering her tracks. Like, don't think that I drowned her. Like, right. yeah, yeah. Her more yeah. focused on the fact that see the thing that the warning signs too that that really got to me and, and made me think of the more of the theme with the toxic relationship is I. Uh, this is just from my observation is that I guarantee you that um, her and Jackie were together for like. A month before they decided to get married because oh, sure. of course. yes because yeah. Jackie or you know uh, Jules didn't know anything about Jackie she didn't no, know right. there were so many things that like I'm pretty sure yeah. like if if I had a childhood friend that drowned and then if I there was another thing too that she um, she said something that would be like well wouldn't that be something that you would tell your partner and not just right. to tell them but just 
So it was, there were just so many things and I'm like, this is so it's extremely toxic and you can just tell that, that Jules was right. just blinded by this love that she couldn't even decipher anything, mm -hmm. but you know, this Jackie person that she got married to. So, right. um, there was another, there was something else I forget. It was the, it was, I think she brought up something about her dad. Right? Yeah, yeah, maybe it was. It was she was like, you never mentioned anything about your dad until what happened yeah, before this. Yeah. She, did he do something bad to you? You're right. Because right. yeah, she, she was trying to like, decipher like, why she became would, a psycho. Like, isn't that something that you would want to talk to your partner about? Like, hey, like just in casual casual conversation, like, how are your parents? You know? Right, right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, what about when they got married? Like, why didn't the dad, why weren't questions that, I don't know. It's just, it, that's the things that, that I'm saying. Yes, that's, yeah. Those yep. all the red flags. Yeah, and mm -hmm. all the flashbacks uh, Jules was having as she's being, you know, hunted by Jackie at this whole time and injured and stuff. All her flashbacks is them in being intimate and being yeah. lovingly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like no warning signs. Right? It was just her mind. Like again, it's just head over heels. You're right. I I picked up. I was like in my head. I'm like, you know what? They barely even knew each other and got married because it's lust. It wasn't love. It That's was lust. It and right. yeah, and. And I was just stunned because all of all of Jules's things were like, you know, how could you do this? I thought we were in love. I thought we were doing all this stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Sure, and sure. Like I said, the signs of a toxic relationship and a person are manipulation, control, power, all yeah. those kinds of things. And that's exactly what Jackie was. Like Jackie knew the kind of person that Jules was, and she manipulated her right, right. into falling in love with her because. Jackie, or Jules asked, Have, did you ever really love me? And Jackie's like, no. And then we right. get the whole reason behind it, which is because she just wanted the life insurance policy. So she never did yeah, anything. Right. All she wanted was the money. And yeah. it just goes back to, you know, everything that we were talking about previously. Well, I, th I think that they, they even got into where it wasn't even about the money because then yeah. it got to later where she's like, oh, it wasn't even about the money because she found the box with all the other necklaces and realized that this was like a repeating thing and she was a serial killer <laughs> right. type of situation, which was was going to be kind of my uh, my segue here to, um, I don't know if, if you guys had any faults or necessarily anything that threw you off as far as just the structure of the sexual movie, like... I sort of get swept up in the relationship part of this mm -hmm. as well. And then I had to kind of bring myself back down and go like, okay, well now, does it feel awkward to you guys a little bit that she just switched so much on her after like at yeah. least a year and one month of being invested into this? And then all of a sudden she's like this <laughs> laying in wait, massive sociopath all of a sudden. Like, I don't know, it felt, it felt a little right. bit dramatic to me that she switched so quickly like that after taking so much time with it. And, and just that, I don't know, it, yeah. it felt like yeah, a little no, bit too convenient I, to me. No, I agree. It kind of gave me get out vibes a little mm -hmm. bit, but the, in the, in the, in the get out though, the couple, the, I don't, I can't recall any of their names at the moment, but yeah, the couple, they, they weren't together that long. So right. that's a little bit different. I, I did think that maybe they should have just for the, for the, for the believability of the movie, maybe just like a couple that weren't married and maybe just spending like their one year anniversary of being together there maybe or not even yeah. maybe just or like, like that they had just been there for a few months or something or, or yeah. like maybe they'd been dating for a couple months and yeah maybe i would believe that a little bit better but then again like psychopaths and sociopaths are not people that are quite understood by other by people who aren't psychopaths and sociopaths so sure sure so i think it was honestly i think what really got jackie off was just the hunt 
you know mm -hmm. she had she said you know it's it's all about nature now and right i don't right. have Not nurture feelings. right yeah mm -hmm. i don't have feelings i don't have compassion so i think it she kind of got off on the fact that it took her this long she kind of was like you know like when you want something really bad and you kind of mm -hmm. don't let yourself have it for a little while sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes it that much better because the build-up is better right correct. right correct i mean an example would be like if you're on a diet or something and you want like a cookie right. <laughs> right. Saying so presumably jackie was on this diet and jules was the cookie and she basically just let herself and then when she actually got it it was like euphoric so i don't know i guess you could twist it no, you're right way. hello cookie hello cookie monster cookie tell me about yourself me crunchy and delicious okay discussion over it's always good to ask expert. No, I agree. And then just the fact that she, like, okay, so the moment comes, she finally decides, all right, I'm going to kill her. I go push her off this cliff. It should be done with, right? Right. She tries to kill her there, obviously. She didn't expect her to live from that. And then she finds out she lives, and then she keeps her alive for like all this other time and, and kind of fucks yeah. with her until yeah, it yeah. comes back to bite her in the ass and I'm like you were about to kill her just Many immediately times. and then you decided yeah. like yeah let me just like keep you around I'm gonna well, give that's you a bath the over yeah the over explanation like... of a villain right like right, you know, right. I, I that... tried to kill you and you came back okay let's sit down and here's you know right, feel right. your pulse here I'm feel my pulse I don't have oh, any yeah. emotion I yeah yeah it's right. the Dexter she's the female Dexter because in that I don't right, know if right. you guys watch Dexter's he was oh, yeah. it was Absolutely. all about the lack of emotion I don't have any I don't know what love is I don't know what's a and right. uh, and Jackie was doing that to her but like, mm -hmm. you're right it's like what's frustrating is you know as an audience member and you're like okay you pushed her off a cliff there was no cat and mouse then and when you found her again, you could have just stopped her and then been on and not got tried to get caught and all that stuff. Right. It was, also, it was like, all right. I also think that maybe just kind of playing off that a little bit is it was more not only uh, maybe Jackie was because it was like a female relationship because there's more emotion mm -hmm. between two girls than there would be between like a man and a woman. Um, mm -hmm. maybe it was kind of, she romanticized it a little bit. So like keeping her alive sure. made it more romantic for her. So something like that, because I know that women are a thousand million times more emotional <laughs> than men are. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but that was supposed to be her whole thing was that she had no emotions and she was basically a sociopath too. So right. Right. it was, it was a little bit awkward. Yeah, I think she did it kind did. of because she loved well, yeah, yeah. hunting. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I think it was a little bit awkward and it, it maybe could have been a little smoother. And I think yeah. that there was also a lot of Marco had pointed out that they spend so much time explaining everything back to you instead of just letting you sort of figure it out. Like the movie could have probably saved a few minutes of just more times. Of, well, let me tell you another story about the time that I right. fucking was also a sociopath. And let me tell you another story about the time that I also, it's like, all right, well, Maybe a few less stories. We can, yeah, do we can something psychopathic then. Don't just. Yes, yeah, yeah. I did think yeah, it was, like, I really like the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the scene, though, when um, the couple comes, uh, I think their name are, I forget, but David, yeah. maybe Daniel, when they come over for dinner. Sarah and Daniel. Sarah and yeah, Daniel. yeah Daniel. they yeah. come over for dinner. Yeah. And Jackie looks inside and she sees that Jules is telling Sarah. Yes. And she, all of a sudden oh. she just 
slits the guy's throat and she comes inside and then I she, know, yeah. she's so attacked with the bodies. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. It, it was cool because they, with that use of classical music and then like, yeah. I don't yeah. know, it was just, it was mm -hmm. cool because, because of um, Jackie's, you know, with the whole thing about feel my pulse, feel your pulse, the mind's calm, I just kill two people, yours is racing. Mm -hmm. Think about the whole classical music thing. It was, that was going on in her head the whole time she was in that killing trance. It was calm mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of, that was her normal, you know, just right, right. taking a life, I guess. But uh, I thought that was cool how they used the music in that montage scene. Uh, yeah, with, it was, you know, her killing the couple. The, and then when she's um, with the UV light, too. Oh, God, that was, oh, that awesome. was so good. I, yeah. I, I love that. that part was yes. really, really cool. I, really I did love really that really part. I liked that part, too. And I also thought the... Um, the use of the camera when the when the when they were fighting in the attic, you couldn't actually see them. Oh, so you yes. didn't know who was gonna come down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then all of a right. sudden, like the way that the camera is just moving through the cabin, I thought was really mm -hmm. awesome. So. Yeah, both both movies. Now we'll get into mm -hmm. the other one, but both movies do that great camera work where it's following someone through the house and the in their in your the guy, the person's walking towards you the whole time and it's in your. And it's going through like every room outside, inside. I sure, just sure. love that kind of camera work. It's so good. Yeah. yeah I, I, like I like very movement heavy camera, but mm -hmm. like steady movement. Yeah, it was very smooth, but it was like, it was mm -hmm. just that, you know, because you're getting the reaction. It's like, we don't really need to see what rooms are going until we turn around like, oh, that's what they were looking at. And it was just, it was just very cool. And, and you're right. They did that several times in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even at the end too, when mm -hmm. um, she's, supposedly dead um yeah they pin up the camera into the trees and then i think i i have to assume and you guys yes. might did you hear her like gasp a little yes. bit yes you have to assume there was a breath before it went to black yeah. yeah yeah so she survived two falls breaking i don't know you know everything she just falls don't kill people anymore and her eyeballs just you know it was the same way yeah. time she falls yeah, do you, guys, do you guys like the ending when she fucked with the um the insulin? The insulin. Yes. That yeah. was cool. I thought that I was not. Yeah, I did like that. that. I like well, that. And then I thought the part where she was kind of going back and forth between the shooting the bear, and I thought that was a little weird. I don't well, know. That was if the I liked poetic part, scene. right? Right. Yeah, yeah, that was. It was. It was just her. Because of of the bear story and how she, the bear agonized for twenty years before it died and she couldn't kill it and she went ran off to the field and she was having right. a stroke because okay. she injected herself with hydrogen with, peroxide mm. and so she was dying so that poetic nature of it like her as a young girl like staring at now die or something. Yeah, her adult okay. side okay. Yeah, suffering yeah. dying you know for twenty thirty minutes or whatever it was kind of like that know. you know she's the bear and there was a there was some too that um. Through the theme of this movie, it was, you know, uh, Jackie referred herself as the bald eagle and yes, Julie always I referred herself as the down. crow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and um, the one thing, I don't know about the crow so much, but I know like the bald eagle is a predator. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. out there hunting and constantly spying and very smart and stuff. So it was very interesting how they played off the two animal natures of these two right. because it really was a cat and mouse. You know, right. Um, well, that's why she could survive the two falls because she's the crow. She's ah, a crow. That's <laughs> right. She's she's actually dead, but she just came back. I get it. I get it. She's the new the crow. <laughs> she doesn't paint her face. Yeah, I right. see that. I mean, that's that's the next movie. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> the sequel. Well, the, that, that, you're right. You know, she kept coming back. But I mean, think about it though. It's that's like she mm -hmm. she 
could have died the first time she came back she could have died the second time and that yeah, breath yeah. just told us that yeah she's the crow in this and yeah it was it was it was entertaining to say at least but yeah there there had some some false kind of like all right come on like you don't need to say that you don't need to you weren't doing that five minutes ago why are you doing this now you know a mm-hmm. uh, sure, little sure. bit of frustration on that part but I, you know but again some of the scenes redeemed the movie for me uh, like i said the black light scene um I like the the whole poetic nature of the bear story and her dying at the end, you right. know, st- you know, suffering and the, how she did it with that that trick, you know. Uh, yeah, I thought that, that was that was, really that was cool. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like because the, it was um... Julie growing as a person too, you know, like uh, like you said, you know, before it's like how are you supposed to learn from these kind of movies as a relationship? She started this point, and I guarantee you, she's gonna really do some vetting next relationship. Right. <laughs> I don't really know what she's going to do for her next relationship. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. my goodness. Might she's take a while. Might need a cooling down period. <laughs> say, she's yeah. a little while until she gets in her next mm-hmm. relationship. Right. I right. also, uh, I love the part at the dinner table when they're all there. And then, you know, they're they're faking like the, everything's yeah. fine. And, and Jules gives this great sort of monologue type speech about... <laughs> About you know taking a chance and taking the plunge and oh, whatever. Yeah. That, then you find mm-hmm. the, in the best parts of somebody. So, Jules, when did you know about Megan? Julie, Julie. Sorry, I missed that. Just, I was asking when you knew mm-hmm. Megan was the one. Megan. What I, I think she means to say is, uh, it was love at first sight. <laughs> well, now that I want to hear. Uh, love happened slowly for me. And then all at once, you start to notice all the little things, the good and the bad. The way they blink a lot when they think hard. The way they laugh at jokes that aren't funny. (laughs) And all the little nuances that get under your skin. Like the way they uh, shower for too long or or hog the blankets at night. But, But it's the way they see the world differently than you that, you know, really draws you in. You know that I get. And even though, even though you can never really know what's going on inside their head, I mean, really know what's going on inside, you take the leap anyway. like so powerful that part i was yeah. man she really just delivered the shit out of those lines it was yeah 
That was Absolutely. one of my favorite parts. And then the, the other part that I really love when she comes to, to find her after she goes over the cliff and when she's she's pretending to cry and, and whimpering yes. and pleading for her. Oh, it was yeah. an accident. And, and then her then, face changes. Yeah. yeah. That's and just, you see the psychopath. <laughs> well, and, yep. and you see the you see the heartbreak on, on Jules. I'm just yeah. like. Absolutely. I actually felt so sad watching it the first time. I was like, oh my God, I feel Absolutely. so bad for her because she did a great job. You see it with her. Yeah, she was the best part of the movie. She really mm -hmm. just owned the whole thing. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, that, that part of the scene, it brought me back to Get Out right at the end when she's on the phone. And on the phone, she sounds very... Um, She's very sad, and she's like, "Wait, no, come back!" But then they pan to her, like Jordan Peele, like pans to the, her actual face, and her face is just so stone yeah. cold, so yes, uh, creepy, so creepy, just I know. insanely creepy. And definitely, those two parts of the movie reminded me of Get Out a lot. So nice. I just thought, right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, why don't we we can kind of go around here? We'll give mm -hmm. a final thoughts and a rating on this one before we close this this uh, movie out here. So do you want to start off, Marco? Sure. Um, like I said, I, I, we've kind of talked about the, the, the stuff that kind of didn't like and the stuff we really liked. Uh, um, like you said, with the acting, oh, Julie's character, amazing. Amazing mm -hmm. performance on it. Uh, like, I believed it. You know, I really believed uh, everything that she was doing and saying and uh, really bought it for me. Uh, the effects were awesome. I mean, you can't argue that. Like I said, I love I like movies with small casts. You know, this movie and right. the next movie both have small casts because then it's just easier to kind of keep track and, and see what's going on. Uh, this you know, the compare and contrast of of the, like the animal nature to human nature was great. So I'm giving it uh, a seven, a solid seven in the the in like the horror movies of stuff that I like. This, these type of movies aren't my like go to movies when it comes to horror. You know, like right. the real life horror kind of stuff. But but. I love serial killer movies and we, there's not enough women serial killer movies out there. Like there's sure, some, but sure. not enough, you know? Um, the only thing that I, like I said, the only thing that uh, kind of took me a little bit back was the over, over acting on the, I'm a psychopath and you should know I'm a psycho. Here's how I'm a psychopath. Here's why. And I, yeah. you keep, you keep saying it. You're like, no, forget it, dude. You're not. All right. So, you know, you kind of like just, <laughs> just, just get on with it. But, I love that she was the female Dexter that we got. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a yeah, solid seven. Nice. Uh, do you want to go, Crystal? Do you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I do agree a lot with what Marco said. Um, I have to give the movie. I would have to give it a seven point five just because I really did enjoy the movie as a whole. These are actually my favorite kind of horror movies, mm -hmm. just because. Nice. Um, I do like the realistic aspect of it because I think those kinds of horror movies are a lot scarier. Um, right. I do like um, how there's one part we actually didn't mention was um, Jackie's father said and was actually taught her, you only kill what keeps you alive. Correct. And she right. kind of came in there and she said, well, you interpreted it completely wrong. Um, so yes, mm -hmm. overall, I did really like this movie. I would definitely recommend it to anybody that does enjoy horror, um, because it is very, it's, it's a beautifully shot movie. Um, mm -hmm. I think this movie will definitely stay with you too, because it is extremely heartbreaking. It is a very sad movie. Um, but overall, I think it was done very well. I love like smaller casts too. Um, yeah. there were some parts of the movie that, didn't work for me. There were some parts of the movie where 
I wanted Jules to take more action yeah. and herself more. I feel like she had opportunities mm -hmm. to kind of take Jackie out while the other characters could have possibly lived. Um, but overall, I understand why. I mean, she was completely paralyzed in fear. Um, this right. track was great. Um, and I love the, the idea of the isolation in the woods and, um, you know, the the prey versus predator. And, the, you know, yeah. basically the the hunter or the hunted becomes the hunter. So right, I, sure, right. I really did enjoy the movie. And I was actually talking to a couple people and I was like, you got to watch this movie. It's great. It's definitely not what you'd expect. So I liked it. Cool. Right. Very good. And I am actually on the same page as you, actually. This one is a 7.5 for me. I I love the realism in it, and th actually the only thing that really kept this from moving up to being an eight was the fact that it it requires a certain amount of, of suspension of disbelief to go to the next step of becoming mm -hmm. a little bit more unrealistic to where I was like, oh, I wish it would have stayed just slightly more grounded. Right, right. Like right. I, I feel like she turned into this full-fledged sort of, uh, <laughs> like, I think the comparison of like a Dexter, but like a bad guy Dexter. If, right. If, you know, if you get the analogy of like Dexter only killed good people, I was, didn't kill good Dexter people. Dexter only killed so. real killers, so I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he only killed bad people, so. Yeah. But, but if it didn't go so far to, to be like that, it would have been even higher for me because I love a lot of the same things you guys said the the smaller mm -hmm. group the the well carried cast by the acting the the great location the isolation in the woods i mean i love those those types of areas like that's my ideal setting i would love to be somewhere like that yeah in my life well, absolutely yeah. <laughs> uh so i th i think that it's just you know it's very well constructed and everything there's just a, a few things that take away from it for me maybe some people like it more maybe that ruins it for some people i heard people complain about the ending oh and no say like, oh that's no. stupid why would you and i'm like well i think that's cool and then they they kind mm -hmm. of splashed it in there a little bit here and there that she knew some stuff about medical she was like oh you know you yes. could be a doctor and she's like oh shut up we're not going to talk about that like <laughs> right you know so they splash it in there that she would know some of this stuff and she's not stupid and all of that stuff added up for me which made it you know still a very very good movie for sure mm -hmm. and any any woman that wants to have their couple's theme song be a silver chair song is cool in my book. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great song. I actually put it on my iTunes when I was yeah. over. It was a good song. I know she, she's like, this is our song. She's like, can there be a discussion about this? No, there's no discussion. This is yeah. our song. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is our song. Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Reminds me of the high school to post high school era of my life. Yeah. <laughs> And also, if you're in a relationship and your partner starts singing, you know, a ballad of a demon inside of them, then you might want to ask more questions. You might want yeah. to get away from any cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is our theme song, and then start singing that like, um, I yeah. like the silver chair song better. <laughs> Can we go back to that one? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, why don't we take a quick break here to split up between the movies and then we will come back to talk about revenge. Like Leo in the Revenant, Abel in that Bible bit. Revenge is sweet, isn't it? Really, really hope for it. I know that it won't fix a thing. Song like this that I can sing for you. 
deals you make me do Nightmare fucking coming true Wish I was a lawyer, I would sue you Sue you, take your dog, take your house Take your shoes, take your heart Now here comes that singing part I'm daydreaming Let me count the ways How I'll get you Girlfriends come in hand, especially those that understand Crime's a crime, but listen, man, really cannot give a damn We've all been through this kind of thing Say the word, we make it sting for him He can't just get away with it Eye for eye, you piece of You treat us like a garbage pit Let me at him Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it Here's that singing part again I'm daydreaming Let me count the ways How I'll get you Like it'll take a century to heal, but just know that I will. But fuck trying to make amends, I'd rather take revenge. You're sticking safety pins inside my atrium. Your day begins at 8 p.m. You hit the ATM and my Mercedes Benz with all your lady friends. Horse. Hit the club and you go out, don't know a sum. Cause when I calculate the times you cheated and I total up all the amounts, it doesn't add up. Cause you say that just giving out your number doesn't count. Get it. Then see me with someone new, get mad and flip it, look how bad you spin it. First you turn your back on me, then tell me that I stabbed you in it. Stabbed you in it, stabbed you in it, stabbed you in it, stabbed you in it. Slot! So when you're driving, driving to his house, and you pass me while I'm driving to hers, just remember, you cheated on me first. You're a whore, this is war. Fellas, ladies. We can do revenge, 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 revenge. Together, together, together. Okay, we are back. And we're going to talk about our second and final movie of the night, which is the movie Revenge. This one is one of the... Uh, one of the 2018 releases to direct to Shudder this year that I know got a lot of hype because of just... getting put onto there but i think that it was in film festivals the year before and got a lot of buzz from that as well and i know we talked about in the beginning that you had not really heard of this one before crystal no i i remember seeing it on shutter it was featured but i just remember the 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 cover of it but i wasn't sure what it was about sure sure uh so what is this movie about i'll i'll read this this (laughs) terrible synopsis on imdb (laughs) which says 
Uh, revenge. Never take your mistress on an annual guy's getaway, especially one devoted to hunting. A violent lesson for three wealthy married men. And that's yeah. all. It is a bad synopsis because yeah, that is I read it before I, I watched it. Right. And I thought, <laughs> when the hell is hunting going to get involved in this movie? You know, as far as like they're there for like a hunting retreat in right. a desert. It does sort what of, do but you yeah. Hunt in the desert, first off. But yeah. But uh, so this this one is a much different type of toxic relationship thing where <laughs> Very the synopsis tough, yeah. says that it's this. Uh, she she was really just involved with the one guy and he didn't bring her on a hunting trip it was uh, they were just supposed to be there for like two days i don't know this rich guy he has some house out in the middle of the desert some fucking place an ugly house by the way i'm sorry i didn't i thought and, uh, oh yeah <laughs> oh it was so outdated and just not yeah. sure sure like the color of the uh i just was not the pool is the pool is nice i like the pool but everything sure. inside the house is terrible. Well, he had like teal and pink furniture. Sure. You know, well, that was. I mean, if I guess house. <laughs> if if we, if you get into like the whole movie, there's a lot of of blue and pink symbolism yeah. throughout the whole movie. Oh, absolutely. Which is supposed yeah. to be the whole guy versus girl symbolism of everything. I hear you. If this is and, his uh, getaway retreat, it was very. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's kind of a douchebag, so. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyone who has that much of a butt crack chin he was definitely shouldn't evil. trust that guy. <laughs> he was evil, 100%. He was the worst of all of them. Yeah, sure, sure. Was... But so, I mean, he wasn't bringing her on this hunting trip. It was He was just going to go there and, and, you know, whatever, bang it out for a couple days, put her back on the helicopter, <laughs> send her back. And, exactly, uh, yeah. And, and then go hunt with his buddies because, you know, that's what rich guys do, apparently. Yeah, right. That's what I hear. And uh, that's what I hear. I don't know. If I ever become one, I'll let you know. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm a rich guy. Where's, yeah. where's my hunting buddies? I was just going to say, oh, now you're going to go hunting in the desert. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Paul's changed. I don't, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard he's yes. in the desert now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn it. I heard he just got a teal and pink wall put in. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that's all about. Oh, he's the ultimate rich douche now. He can't uh, that. And, he's, right. and he speaks French now. Yeah, exactly. that's right. I took Rosetta Stone. He knows French now. <laughs> <laughs> but so his friends just kind of show up a day early. And right. <clears throat> the, the whole thing with this is that it really takes on this idea of this woman just wants to have fun and, and mm. kind of... Mm be confident in the way that she looks and sort of act sexy and, and get drunk and be loose about things. And obviously one of these guys gets a very wrong message from this. <laughs> and he thinks yeah. that, you know, I'm, I'm also some rich, powerful guy and I should have some sort of ownership over you now because you touched me and you danced with right. me and, mm -hmm. right. and you're hot and, and I'm here and your boyfriend's not here. So now it's my turn. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and that's, the, that's really the, the, fucking terrible part about this movie luckily yeah. the the gross part of this movie is downplayed quite a bit uh, luckily just in the yeah. sense that it doesn't make it a, a unenjoyable movie to watch some of these movies where it's so overt oh, about yeah. making you hate these people like i, I feel like that it wasn't necessary like, yeah it. yeah we got what was going on we got the premise of what was mm -hmm. what was happening and we didn't it was it i, I did appreciate that um, it was right. actually directed by a female, so I have to assume that's probably why right. she didn't shoot the actual, like, she kind of only, she went into, like, the hands and her face, and that was right. it. Right. Yeah. get anything too graphic, we knew it was going on, and that was all we right. needed. Yes, yeah. You get the yeah, idea you didn't that she's 
it's the tool that that like I said, it's the it's the uh, the bad thing that happens uh, to kind of bring you know that's the catalyst of, of her rage, uh, one of them anyway. But the that scene because the yeah it's her 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 boyfriend I guess the married guy he goes off and then he's she's left with these two guys. The one takes her in the bedroom and ends raping her, and the other one the other one disturbed me even more is the way he was standing at the doorway eating and how his close-ups on his mouth eating those yeah, whatever he was eating. Those chewy it was just, chocolate. Yeah, yeah it's creepy. It just, it's just looked useless. like like a, it, useless. it gave me so bad, like really creepy, creepy. Uh, I hated being a man at that point. I really <laughs> did. I mean, I should have been hated being a man at the other thing that was going on. I really was, but it was just like, like because of a female director, they hone mm-hmm. in on these things, you know. Uh, oh, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's it's just it's just ugly you know and yeah. uh it and worked because i was like because oh. it happens too you know it's kind of uh, just absolutely like, well he's my friend so i'm just gonna let him do what he wants i don't want any confrontation it happens all mm-hmm. the time unfortunately sure, um, sure. yeah and then these these three guys are are very archetypal as well. Like you have the yes. the alpha, good looking, muscular, <laughs> tall, strong Richard. guy. His name is Richard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, what? D- Dimitri was the kind They're, of pudgier guy. Yep, and then right. Stan is the one who actually. He's a little coward. He's a little. Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, was, he was like was the coward. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's funny because he's really the the catalyst of this whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, he's the one is, that did it all. If he didn't, if he didn't and, rape her, then then yeah. just would have been whatever it was. Right. He's Usually the, the biggest like we- that weasel kind of, kind of coward piece of shit too. Right. No, yeah. yeah. He's always trying to get out of it. He's that. running. Yeah. He's hiding. In my oh, notes, yeah. I said that he was coward, and I said Dimitri was useless. Yeah. Right. Dimitri's useless. The guy that did the raping, he. It was that he could do that because he's the only. That's the only type of person that he can get one over on. It's the weak, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like a weak mm-hmm. woman or or weak man or whatever it is. And it's, yeah. and it's true. Sure, but sure. faced with real trouble, he's yeah, cowers in the corner, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that Richard is no stranger to holding a woman down himself either, though. Yeah. If he doesn't get his way. Right. Right. Well, we don't well, see, we that, see that. But... We see that because that's well, the second catalyst. What well, happened for Jesse? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's he manipulates. Uh, he's manipulating his wife the whole time. He's on the phone yeah. with her, saying like, "Oh, you're so good at this. You're so good. I miss you so much." Like, yeah, right, right. You just, oh, you're so smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he's such a manipulator, and right. he controlled the situation at all times. And when he lost control, is when he, you know, went crazy. When she started mm-hmm. picking them off one by one. So the 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 moment that this turns as well is obviously at the the moment when the rape happens and then they kind of try and bribe her and she's like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And she takes yeah. off during, uh, during the middle of the day in the desert and there's no one around. So it just ends up at a cliff where then, you know, we have this confrontation between the three of them and her and she's on the cliff. And that's where really, I, I feel like the shift happens with the guys because I mean, we saw that Richard was kind of in charge and whatever, but that's where he's the one that actually takes the initiative to push her off the cliff. And the other guys were right. like, Whoa, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. You know? yeah. They were like, yeah, Oh, yeah. we're it's gonna go there. Okay. Yeah. I said I was sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. And he's like, he apologized. He's he's. He, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, and that that like effect when she lands on the thing, and oh, the god. tree, and it just stabs through her, and the blood running out, and the fucking mm-hmm. ants crawling on her wound. Uh, it was yeah. actually oh really god. good. Scene. I'm super. Yeah. I love gory shit. Like I'm yeah. hostile. Yeah. And I love Saw, right. so 
all like the really gory stuff like mm-hmm. um you know sh- when she's lighting the tree on fire and then it bends and it's like still in her stomach and yeah. you know of course when she cuts it out of her stomach and then she uses the sure, sure. and to cauterize it um yes. and then even as she's going after the guys you know when she's um the glass in the guy's foot. Oh my god, that was so nasty. When yeah. she, you know, the headshot and all the different ones. There's so much blood in this movie. I was in, I was so into it. I loved it. It was great. Oh yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's a very like fist pumpy type of gore where you're like, "Yes, yes." It's yeah. like it's like they there's so much blood it they fucked up that house that they filmed in. That oh, house absolutely. has got to be demolished. <laughs> it's ruined, yep. By the end of the film, that yeah. house is like... like anyway, get rid of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like the, yeah. the, the yeah. blood scene in The Shining. It is all over the place. I was just you can't get that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at, at any point, did you? I've, I've heard some people sort of hypothesize that this movie actually has some similarities to The Crow and... At any point, do you get the feeling that she is like returned from the dead or some sort of undead mm. warrior coming back to avenge herself, or that she just is super badass and survived from the fall and the blood loss and all that stuff? Um, I think that she just, uh, and you know, I, I didn't want to get in. the biggest problem that I have with this movie is mm-hmm. that she didn't really. <sighs> I mean, she didn't really come off as somebody that would have these crazy survival skills. And that's right. why I didn't think some of the parts that she was doing was believable. Right, um, right. Because we, there's no character development on her end. So the only right. thing we mm-hmm. know about her is that she's just some floozy who wants to hook up with a married guy and wants to live in Los Angeles so people will look at her. That doesn't right, really right. ring survivalist to me. Um, so that's mm-hmm. the part of the movie that I think that it just wasn't believable for me and probably why I liked... Um, the other movie over this one was because right. there were things that she was doing that I don't really think uh, I don't want to say like normal human being but a normal person would know to do I guess at that right. yeah. like there are so many different things no, that she would do yeah. and I didn't, I didn't believe it I'm like this movie like I, at, at, at the point where she's basically cauterizing her her wound with the with the beer can, which I thought was mm-hmm. fucking awesome, that she had the right. bird on her on her. It was side. like a phoenix, right? Like a phoenix yeah. rising. Uh, yeah, the, uh, it you know. looked yeah. it looked dope as shit. Like I was so into it, but it seemed it like uh, it's not really that believable. Like how how right. all of a sudden did she become like this yeah. Laura Croft Tomb Raider Indiana <laughs> Jones? Like how did I? That's that's my biggest problem. I had. You're right. Life. You're right. Sure, she sure. wasn't a strong person at the beginning. Like I said, you know. Uh, at the beginning, she was this, like you said, this vapid woman that just has no sense of reality right. and and doing all these things. And her the uh, when she killed Dimitri, the 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 bigger guy, uh, it was it was badass how she killed him. But it was like how yeah, I I had that same feeling. Like she wouldn't know that he has a knife to and he and he and he was drowning her and he was like being all sadistic about it. And she unhinges the knife from his belt and then he she comes up again, stabs him in one eye, stabs in the other, and then she freaks mm-hmm. out. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was like I guess it was supposed to be some sort of mistake, not or or like accidental. You know, she you know maybe a knife got loose and then clumsied her way through that death. That's what mm-hmm. I was trying to like. Okay, maybe that's what they were trying to do, but it was yeah. too. It was 
it was too first bloodish. You know, it was too Rambo-ish right there. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. The whole movie was screen yeah. Rambo, so. Oh yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. But I think yeah. that part, that scene was a little bit more believable. I did believe it when she was trying to shoot um, Stan. Mm -hmm. and she missed right. and she flew back because of the kickback on the gun. Yeah, right. The, yeah. You know, yeah. like that was all believable. That was all believable. It was the part when she has the flashlight and she breaks it, and then oh, the right. on the ground. That's when yeah, I was yeah. like, no, yeah, I wouldn't even like think to yeah, yeah. do something right. like that. I feel like that's more like Rambo James Bond kind of thing to know how to do. Sure, that. sure. And, and how much glass? I mean, really, it's that's it, what I'm saying. How much? <laughs> how that's much do you have to like? Yeah, to get yeah, the biggest yeah. chunk of it in that guy's foot, it was yeah, it was a little bit forced. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. that's, what, that's no, what I, my I agree. It's just, it was just like where all of a sudden she just knows exactly what to do with this point in time. Like I, I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> right. Well, that's I don't I don't feel like she died maybe as much as even before taking the peyote and mm -hmm. going through that whole thing that she had this sort of awakening moment or right. something. But right. uh, I, f I feel like it's weird because the, the the way that this movie is presented with these these crazy bright colors and, and weird aesthetics and stuff that it, it almost feels like it's it's reality, but it's not reality. Like it's it's in sort of a, a different reality or something. Yeah, it's a trippy. It's like a, a, a uh, like a power trip, and it, it's either through right. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Spun, where they? No, no. Okay, so basically, it's a movie. It's a it's a lower budget movie. Um, so basically, it's the uh, it's a bunch of crystal meth addicts, and mm -hmm. but it gives you the illusion of as if you are on crystal meth and you're tripping, and. Yeah that kind of idea with the very zoom-ins, the speed-ups, the chewing, um, the fishing, right, right. the the peyote. So I got a lot of vibes from that. If you guys, if you watch the trailer for the movie Spun, you'll know exactly mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Okay. Cool. Brittany yeah. Murphy was actually in that movie. Um, okay. But it's the same idea of that whole, like, crazed out, like, super sped up, slow it down a little bit, zoom yeah, in, yeah, zoom yeah. out. Um so I definitely got those kinds of vibes from it, um, especially sure, sure. Just, of course when she starts tripping on the peyote. Um, right. You know, so that was cool. Sure. I, I like that scene. That with that peyote scene was was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when her but, head, when her head kept being blown up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. She kept waking up from the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. You're yeah, yeah. It's another one of those. Too many times. <laughs> yes, yeah, another one of those repeating moments where you're like, oh, okay, that was a dream. Oh no, wait, that was. No wait, that was also a dream. No wait, that was also a dream. What the fuck is going on? How many dreams can you have? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it's like but she did have a character shift at that dreams. moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, her she did she she turned into Rambo right after that. Like, yeah. She knew right. Harder rise. Well, yeah, because you know had she gets the brand which the, to me that's the yeah, most the unbelievable brand. thing in the whole thing is i'm like that's not how ink works <laughs> i know it's it's really unbelievable but it's really cool at the same time <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Cool. it was yeah. really cool for sure well and that's that's where it makes it easier to suspend disbelief about yeah it, it's kind of like a, a a more normal version of the last movie the last show we covered mandy where yeah. it's like all of a sudden oh yeah. something bad happened now i'm a super soldier well, and a you know what? Warrior. You know yeah. what I just thought of? It, oh, it makes okay. sense. Cool. This makes sense now, Paul, that you brought up. Like, you know, maybe she did die of that fall, and then her. This is her being resurrected because it's a. It's a different person, of course. Absolutely. Uh, 
everything doing about the rampage. She got the yeah. dirt in her hair that makes her hair dark now. Her hair is not right. anymore. She got all the dirt in her hair. So yeah, I can imagine that yeah. she's a completely different person for sure. Yeah, sure, completely sure. different. Got resurrected as this badass, vengeful. You know, her, she was just hell bent on vengeance, so she got it. She got it. Right, right. I did. Um, I have to say, from a female perspective, though, like her body was on point. Like I loved the fact that she only had like this underwear and this sports bra on yeah. and she was mm -hmm. like just covered in this like ammo and knives and this like i thought that was so cool i was super oh, yeah, yeah. bad and she was she was barefoot the whole time like she, I was, yeah barefoot the whole time this, I was, she's oh, right. so badass like i yeah. love her character no, so much great. Yeah, I know. she was really good. <laughs> I was, it's funny you said about the barefoot. I was just sort of breaking this down before we got on the show when I was having dinner with my girlfriend. And I told her the, the one thing that, that bothered me, but I know the movie's better for not doing this. But the one thing that bugged me was when she takes the guy's backpack and knife and everything. And she could have easily just made some sort of like, you know, moccasin shoe type of thing out of the material from his backpack that she just abandoned. Yeah, because she's yeah. Rambo now, so she knows how to do all that. So. Yeah, like why wouldn't you just make some shoes real quick or and even protect your feet? His, or even put his clothes on too. But I think yeah. that but, was just. But that wouldn't look sexy, so. Correct. Yeah, she but, I, look sexy. but I thought she looked badass, though. I was into it. I liked it. I liked she that. Great. I sure, it was sure. Cool, she did that. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love the aesthetic of it. I mean, just the aesthetic of the whole movie is fantastic. I it love is. The desert setting, the the super mm -hmm. bright colors. I really love these mm -hmm. like super colorful movies. Yeah. The whole pink and blue thing that goes on throughout. I mean, you know, we see Dick riding around on his motorcycle with his <laughs> blue jacket. Yeah. And uh, you know, she's got these these bright pink earrings that just show through Great. even in the, the middle of the yes. darkness of night. You just see her pink earrings glowing love kind it. of in the yeah, in the yeah, darkness. Yeah. Yeah, I also yeah, like until one of them gets blown uh, off. But yeah, <laughs> I also like ahead, there's um, a symbolism in there too. Um, the apple that she bit into, um, right? Yes, kind of represents like the forbidden fruit kind of thing, and how it just keeps decaying and decaying and decaying. Mm -hmm. Point, and right as soon as it's like at its worst is actually when she gets raped, which I thought was um very right. I, I really liked that a lot because in the first couple scenes the first thing she does is she takes a bite of the apple and it's kind of like adam and eve and like the serpent and like all that stuff so oh I, yeah 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 i thought yeah. that was really cool <clears throat> sure um, sure let me ask you guys did, did you think okay when i was watching this i thought the three guys that were there not for a hunting trip or an expedition or a meetup or whatever they do i got the sense that they were drug dealers and they were there meeting somebody, and that's why they had to get rid of her because there was she was screwing up the whole plan. And and me only because the cut when they got rushed in by the helicopter at the very beginning, the guy gave him the package of peyote. I was like, oh, maybe they're you know there for a meeting that's gonna go down, and and she just she have to get rid of her so they don't blow you know blow the plans. Because why was there such a sense of urgency to kill her um, when they had an opportunity uh, to kind of just like okay, just let her go. And, and deal with it later or or they're just on full panic mode i mean that's what i got out of it i no i think they they had like this whole conversation about how uh dick had laid it out for him that i'm just gonna keep calling him dick <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great that's awesome uh, <laughs> he, he kind of laid out the whole thing about how you know we're just gonna leave her here we'll go get our hunting shit we'll come back we get our trophies we act like nothing happened we raise no suspicion okay. we'll clean this up on the way back mm -hmm. and then you know we'll we'll go on about our business 
Okay. And I think yeah, I, he had said something like she could put us all in jail for 15 years because of yes. whatever had happened. So right, right, whether it was over the drugs or over the rape or whatever yeah, that she was no, going imp- to implicate all of them in something. I, I think I got Richard you. Richard made a comment that he was the CEO of a company and those were his associates. So I think they, I think, I think he just brought her out there to you know, like yeah. you said, bang it out, and right. he was going to pay his his. <laughs> associates later because he because richard made a comment about like well they have to follow what i say at here and at work or something so i know that he's obviously the boss um and i think that yeah he was just gonna you know bang her name is jennifer in the movie and then um he was gonna meet up with those guys later or it was kind of just gonna be they were all gonna hang out and then they were just gonna send her back on the helicopter um until um stan decided to uh yep. so oh stan yeah oh, stan. yeah it, it, it right. might have been just the subtitle thing because it went by too fast i couldn't read it uh, sure yeah <laughs> just, yeah no they were speaking the subtitles are very quick too yeah I, very uh, quick mm-hmm. and i just kind of like whatever. yeah yeah no they were very quick it was it was quick we never really find out what his line of work is of course but right uh, right right no i yeah, just yeah. for some it's, reason it's I, I just had to... that thing that 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 they right drugs involved or something but yeah mm-hmm. well si- similar with her we don't really know other than just the very base essentials about yeah. what, what her character is too and uh the, the one thing that made me kind of give her maybe some credit of whatever and not that mm-hmm. her character was anything like this but um have you ever seen the movie you're next crystal uh yes i have seen that movie before i saw it a very long time ago though so not the not that Aaron and your next is anything similar to what Jennifer is in this movie, but it's like, oh, she's just kind of this normal college student person. And then all of a sudden, right. like, how do you know how to do all this survival shit? Oh, well, I grew up in this camp and whatever, my dad. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, I guess you never really know what somebody's full backstory is, per yeah. se. You but... Know, but also, too, like, she, yes, we talk about Jen being like this clueless kind of, you know, person going through this and also being a survivalist you know you right and it is a testament to somebody being backed in a corner you don't know what you're capable of until it's yeah, forced upon you you know it's like you figure oh this person is weak and they'll just you know cry in a corner but then turns around they're the one who saves everybody and and you know kills uh you know kills all the villains and stuff so oh yeah that, uh, you know she's never been tested like this obviously and you know with that whole 180 of her character going and, and of course that's what movies need to do um right you know, was was like okay. I can, I like I said the the whole disbelief. You know, kind of putting it aside and just kind of watching this this crazed movie going off. But uh, you get to get the sense of like okay, a little bit I can buy into it. Or that like I said, something yeah, else yeah. took over her and made her this badass vigilante. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So before we uh, completely close out on this, um, I th- I thought because this whole movie is kind of a commentary on the like the male gaze and and what a woman's role is to you know more powerful men and whatever and i know crystal that you sometimes work in like bartending yeah Mm -hmm. you know you're you're a a, you know with with all due respect an attractive young woman and Mm -hmm. and do you have any sort of commentary or, or rant about that sort of situation that you feel like you want to put forth on on this so the only thing I would probably say is going back to the original theme of it being a toxic relationship. Um, mm-hmm. So within the first like five minutes of this film, I already knew that the girl didn't value herself because she's mm-hmm. fully aware that this man is involved with, you know, that she's involved with is married and has a kid. Um, 
And, you know, I don't really care what, how old are you or what kind of girl you are. If you're saying that you're, oh, I'm only going to have a good time. Um, or mm. if they think that they'll leave the wife or the girlfriend because nine times, 10 times out of 10, he's not going to leave his wife. Sure. And these girls right. will get hurt. Um, so even if the film didn't span out the way it did, um, she would have continued to sleep with him and attract this, you know, negative relationship because a woman who knows her value wouldn't sleep with a married man or even sleep with a man who has a girlfriend. Um, right. You know, she wouldn't want to ruin another relationship. And sure. she she knows that she would have deserved better than, you know, being, being kept a secret. And mm. I think, um, you know, when it comes down to you know bartending now granted I'm pretty lucky when it comes to bartending because a lot of our clientele are older and they're not you know <laughs> it's not really it's a, it's a pretty it's like a cocktail bar so I uh -huh. wouldn't say that I have to you know get into um <clears throat> anything that would be anything negative um right right but I mean, it, you could even go back to me watching horror movies. I remember I was on Twitter yesterday and somebody had made a comment saying like, well, you're a girl, you don't like horror movies. And I <laughs> had to my best to kind of just hold my tongue because I sure. didn't want to get into a, uh, you know, sure. a Twitter fight with somebody who doesn't really, is already devaluing the, you know, a female liking uh, horror yeah, movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's definitely something that I would say would kind of answer your question a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, luckily I don't really have to deal with too much in, in bartending. Um, that's good. But, you know, there's a million other things that that anybody else could say when it comes to... Because I know that there are girls that work in bartending and they do get, you know, demoralized and they're kind of, you know, well you know, if I give you a bigger tip, are you going to come home with me kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And yeah, right, that's right. not, fortunately for me, I don't really have to deal with that, but I do know mm -hmm. there are stories of that. And it's kind of just like, well, no, you can just leave me a tip because I'm a bartender, not because I'm going <laughs> to, you know, go home and bang you. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. How can you just, how, how, sure. how about you just be nice, you know, like, you know, like, yeah. okay, uh, you know, like a waitress or a bartender or whatever gives, you know, smiles at you. Oh, oh that, that gives like, oh my God, she smiled at me. I gotta, I gotta make, you know, move or, or yeah. something. Cause that's an open invitation. It's just like, wow. Right, right. Oh, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like the way with the movie with revenge, you know, just because she danced with Stan doesn't mean that she's saying, I want you to right. me or anything. She was dancing right. with Stan yeah. because Richard didn't want to dance and she wanted to get Richard's attention. And Richard so, was okay right. with it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. She just wanted to have fun, really. So I think there right. is definitely a fine line between, oh, well, yep. she's doing it because she's having fun or she's doing it while she asked for it kind of thing. And that's a completely different kind of podcast. Uh, <laughs> sure. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely something that, um, from my point of view, would I have danced on, like for me, like if I was out with my boyfriend and he didn't want to dance, <laughs> that wouldn't mean that I'm going to go dance on one of his friends sexually. Right. Absolutely right. not. Right. But then again, this is not the kind of person that I am. And as I said, you know, before she's, she doesn't value herself. She's, right. she's completely just, she's got low self-esteem. She took the attention where she could because he was a big, powerful, rich man and she thought that if she, you know, she did everything she could to be a good girlfriend or 
somewhat that he would like her. And she wanted Absolutely, to do yeah, everything yeah. that she could to get his attention, even if that meant putting herself in a position to dance with one of his partners. And mm -hmm. she was even, even during the conversation, she was saying some sexual things, yeah. um, which is not something that I would do either. But, right. you know, it, but like I said, it's a very, very fine line between, well, are you just trying to be flirty or were you leading him on? So. Right. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. Dan read the room completely wrong, like Paul said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I think Marco said this way back when we started talking about this movie, about how certain parts of this make you feel like kind of gross to be a guy. Yeah. And that's something that I, as, as far as, you know, speaking on the whole male gaze type of topic and, and the way that we view women and stuff, I think that's something, and, and I don't want to criticize anyone in particular or anything, but a lot of people sort of just do that even in podcasting. They're like, oh, this yeah. you know, this, this chick is so hot or, you know, if I could do whatever. And it's like, right. we never really do that here because I'm not really that person. Like, I don't, I, I acknowledge if, if a woman is beautiful and whatever. And yeah. I, sure. we've, we've had certain movies like, where we were like, oh my God, this this woman is like the perfect woman or whatever, but we're not like, oh, you know, I, I just I don't even want to like paraphrase. It's the golden rule. Dirty oh, that's things what you're to say trying about to it. But say, you know, that's it's, yeah, yeah, it's and just, yeah. I, I don't try to be that, but like I don't know. I just feel like I don't see all women that way anymore as like a, a thing that I want to have sex with. Yeah. So I've gotten past that point in my life. So then it's yeah. disturbing to see these people that are clearly older than me that haven't gotten over that thing. Where right. like, I just need to conquer and have sex with as much as possible and get the hottest and the youngest and the whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's so like gross but and that's just also, kind of played out. also a reflection of them that they just have low self-esteem. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like these men obviously are not very there i guarantee you dimitri and stan probably have wives that basically mm -hmm. tell them what to do and when to do it and yeah they meet this fragile what they think is a very fragile little sexual creature and they want to do right. what they want right. with her and they think that they can and unfortunately because you know unfortunately it happens all the time these men think that they can just do whatever they want and it doesn't even need to be sexually it can just be a manipulation thing yep. you know mm -hmm. like i said like i mentioned earlier i was in very toxic relationships and you know these men that you know one in particular he thought that he could you know do whatever he wanted with me and it didn't matter what i thought it didn't matter what i said because the only thing mm -hmm. he looked at me as was the attractive mm -hmm. girl who is a bartender and I'm I was a lot younger than he was and I was kind of like his trophy his like secret social trophy. points for his friends you know correct yeah. the secret trophy mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. oh cool like I got to bang like a hot bartender that's mm -hmm. you know 13 years younger than me or something right right so it's something like that and yep. but men like that don't have a good sense of who they are so right. They're already mm -hmm. just fucked from the beginning because exactly. <laughs> sure, sure. you know what yeah, I mean. Exactly. They don't have any sense of themselves, and it just sucks because there's a lot of them out there. There and, is, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but mm -hmm. I, th I think there is definitely awareness to these things, and and people are starting to slowly get it, and it's it's coming around to some degree. Unfortunately, it can never change can never happen fast enough, right? Mm -hmm. so, oh yeah absolutely just... you just have to you know i just I, it just sucks because it, it's i really feel like there are girls out there who 
I really wish would value themselves a little bit more so they wouldn't put mm -hmm. themselves in these toxic relationships, you know, like, um, yes, like yeah. Jennifer did and how, you know, Jules did because it just, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy how mm -hmm. you think a relationship could be somewhat, could be healthy and is actually extremely toxic. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. So why don't we go around here? We can give our final thoughts and, and wrap this movie up. Uh, let's see. Marco, you started last time, so yes. do you want to go first this time, Crystal? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm going to give this movie a 6.5 just because I'll give it the point five because I thought Jen was a complete badass when she yeah, uh, was right. evoking us her new Rambo. But I have to give it a 6 yep. because it wasn't quite believable for me that she was this crazy survivalist. So. Sure. Good point. <laughs> yeah. That was a good point. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I did... Overall, I, I, I did like the movie. I think um, that anybody who thinks that they can rape someone should watch, should have to watch this movie. <laughs> um, and I did enjoy the movie. I enjoyed the, uh, the symbolism they had throughout it. And um, once again, if, if anyone has not watched this movie, I would definitely recommend it uh, just because it it hits those those points of you know being a badass movie and there's also really great gory scenes in this movie yes, that will definitely is. play yeah. the horror fan who loves the gore who loves mm -hmm. blood mm -hmm. and uh i i really enjoyed this movie a lot so I'll, i'm probably gonna rewatch it just so i can catch that whole like blue and pink that that paul said so i thought that was right cool. right right yeah, it's definitely pretty heavy throughout it. Well, not heavy, but it's it's there. It's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, go ahead, Marco. Do you want to okay. go next? Yeah. I'll um, go last again. Yeah, sure. Um, I like the, the pacing of this film, too. The pacing was really cool, the way it was shot. And like mm -hmm. I said, what, what got it for me was the gore, because some of it, like you know, like Crystal was saying, you know, it's like, okay, uh, I have to... This is a really unbelievable... And not like an unbelievable good, it's just like non-believable action that this you know stuff can happen if you're talking about like reality horror um mm -hmm. you know I, I like the the trippiness of it when she was on the peyote and it kind of like there's these the visions and stuff but she saw them as like lizards and and all this stuff and she mm -hmm. became like the you know the whole thing and the whole ending with the house her stalking each of both of them uh you know the guy richard's completely naked stalking her in the house and she's there stalking him and they're going through like war you know uh, door to door and he's bleeding from his side and like blood everywhere like i said that house has to be condemned there's no way they're, they're cleaning <laughs> that up which was really cool um so I, I, my rating was the last one was a seven i gave this a seven and a half they're right around the same because i mean it's still good i still enjoyed it because of the of the visuals and the blood and all that stuff but again i'm like if you know me, I more I like monster movies, right? I like right, monster right. stuff, and a lot of the what comes to like more grounded, more real, real, you know, reality horror. I like them, but I there's just too much. Like I said, they use real subject matters that are make you very uncomfortable. Like this one had, you know, like the rape scenes because that was the catalyst that made her, you know, turn this as badass. That's why mm -hmm. it reminded me a lot of like Japanese horror movies. They all, almost all of them, are like this, where the girl is so wronged. That she becomes this, you know, kick-ass machine, but she went through absolute hell, like limbs cut <laughs> right. off, and and you talk about rape, man. Those those, those Japanese, 
they put that in every. You can't even walk to the grocery store without getting raped in those movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh my um, god. I know. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> going out but... for some groceries and raped. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, oh, now I'm a vigilante. Oh, like, sorry. I dropped my keys. Ah shit. You know. Um, right. <laughs> you know, so it kind of reminded me of that because there was some over the top, like the action scenes when the guy's yelling in the car, you know, and uh, and she's shooting mm-hmm. at him and his head blows off and uh, mm-hmm. the whole foot, the glass in the foot remind me so much of that extreme, uh, you know, uh, like the Japanese horror kind of stuff in it. So, but yeah, seven and a half, but it's still good. I, I'm glad I got to watch it. I'm glad I did watch it. I would have watched nice. it anyway because it was on our list, you know, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, I love and. It's, besides the furniture in that house, I love the color, the, the, the color palette. <laughs> right, right. Now, again, where in the desert? What are they hunting in the desert? I don't... There's, there's no yeah, animal. It's got to be like... What did he throw on the... the, the like a the, rabbit? The, like a, oh, I thought it was like a no, was, cheetah or something. It was big, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. got to be... <laughs> It's got to be like um, like giant cat type animal. Yeah, when he threw Above, it on the, yeah. stuff like the that. I was sleeping when Stan was sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the only thing I could think I is, is stuff the, like that, like like yeah. uh, giant cats or or giant dog type things, coyotes. Yeah, but that's not really a, a trophy thing. thing. So it's got to be something. like, yeah. Well, it is an odd setting for it. hunting, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> it's like desert hunting, like uh, in the Sahara. You know? Yeah, right. There's... Maybe they were looking for elephants. Well, I don't know. They're d- looking for different types of like cactus or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I am going to preface before I give my score and say that this is totally my type of movie. Yes. Uh, you know, I love action horror movies. It's totally my thing. I love these um, these sort of transformation things of the, whether it be the, the phoenix rising from the ashes or the crow mm-hmm. rising from the grave or whatever it is that, that causes this person to transform and, and kind of become a Rambo character. Uh, yeah, it is a little bit far fetched, but I I sort of chalk that up to the action movie sure. rules of of sure. like sure, sure, sure. all of a sudden somebody just becomes a superhero basically. That's good. Um, I love the aesthetic of this and the color and the synth score and kind of this this throwback mixed with modern filmmaking. Music was tons great. of motion camera. Yeah, uh, like these dizzying shots going through the house of just circling and circling, and you're like, oh my god, who's gonna is yeah. Is, is she going to be behind him? Is he behind her? What the fuck is going on? There's just blood everywhere. Yeah. The guy's guts are falling out. His dick's flying all over the place. Like, it's, just, it's just pandemonium. It really did, though. Like, I was like, oh, wow, okay. There's full yep. frontal in this movie. Okay, yeah. that's, hello. That's two weeks in a row that we have we have full frontal male nudity. Oh, my yeah, God. That's right. It's yeah, because I just did Hereditary. <laughs> oh, is it? We also just did Revenge. Or um, not Revenge. Um, Mandy. 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 Yeah. Had a dick yeah. scene, too. Yep. <laughs> So, it's a, a little bit too long dick, of a scene right there. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This guy's name is Dick. His dick's out. Oh, that's right. You kept calling him Dick because he was right. <laughs> So, but yeah, this is totally my type of movie, and I actually gave this one a nine out of ten. This one will will right. probably make it into my top ten of the year. Of the year, of course. Um, yeah. I I did watch it two times just to kind of make sure. I watched it the first time, and I go. How much did I really love that? I, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know. Like it was something that uh, anything that I give a nine, I feel like I have to see two times and really, oh sure, confirm that I that I love it. Everything sort of adds up enough for me, and that I can can kind of stand behind that. And I agree. I I, I think the whole transformation thing is a little bit weird. 
and how does she spill that much blood and not die? How does he spill that much blood and not die and whatever? There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of convenience, you know, she, she happens to get shot by the guy in his bad shoulder, makes a miss, and just happens to hit her <laughs> ear and whatever, but like... Oh, yeah, that's, that's okay. her earring. You know, it's action movie rules, right? So Action movie rules, yes. Um, but no, I, I think I totally get why people wouldn't love this as much as me. And I also get why people would love it as much as me. It's it's a mm -hmm. very kind of mixed bag. And the, yeah, the, the over-the-top gore, the, the crazy practical effects that yeah. they use in this. Uh, even, even though... Tattooing yourself with a beer can is probably not going to work. Is that, that's going to be the <laughs> that's new That's pretty cool YouTube that they threw challenge. that in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. don't even say it. It's going to be the <laughs> Sure, sure. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's great. I just love it. Um, I'm glad that I watched it. I would say it's the most fun that you can have watching a rape revenge movie. Oh, I right. have to agree. Absolutely. I have to agree. <laughs> of anything that I've seen. So... But cool. I, I am glad that we got to put this on. I was kind of teetering and then I watched it a second time and I'm like, no, yeah, this has got to be. Yeah, this has got to be up there for me. Okay. So. All right. So, cool. uh, well, before we close out the show here, I guess, uh, Crystal, just let everyone know where they can find you and, and your podcast and all that, what you have coming up. So you can find my podcast on, um, I have it on SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, I do have a little bit on YouTube. It's at uh, Horror uh, Nights In Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at Horror Daddies RS. Um, I definitely like interacting with people over there. It's a lot of fun. Um, right. And yes, Blumhouse already made fun of me for my Twitter name, so <laughs> no need to make fun <laughs> of me. The Blumhouse official Twitter already came for me, so no need to nice. do that. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, upcoming, I put a new show uh, every Saturday night, um, and no specials currently, um, but definitely a lot of fun things in store for 2019, so I'm super excited about that. Very cool. Yeah, I, I hate that Twitter won't let you change your name. Like, like Instagram, you can just change it if no one else has it. Yeah. You can just switch it to anything else. Because mm -hmm. I would totally just switch mine to something to do with the podcast because I don't want to, like, have two Twitter accounts. I don't use it that much anyways. Yeah. I, like, well, I, don't, I don't mind mine too much. Um, I did come up with it when my podcast was kind of starting. Um, right. And then I, I, I can never change it because, you know, Blumhouse made fun of me. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Now it's a thing, right? <laughs> now it's a thing. Absolutely. I can't, make, I can't change it now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's great. And I definitely appreciate you taking the time to come on and yeah. just the, the the time that we got to chat through Twitter. Oh, and yeah, I don't absolutely. Remember somehow it was just we were both following the same people, followed each other. Yeah. Started talking there and was like, oh, you know what? Hey, let's uh, let's do something because we're always trying to, like I was saying, just kind of trying to diversify the the friend group a little bit and add new people and and hit new mm -hmm. circles of people just because you can only reach so far with the people that you know. You know, mm -hmm. so you have to kind of step outside that and plus then you get to just meet other cool people that have different opinions mm -hmm. and different stories and and can bring a different perspective to it so oh yeah, for sure absolutely. absolutely yeah it was a lot of fun i'm i'm excited i did it we'll definitely have to do it again for something that's maybe not so rapey <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> i agree that's it's usually it's funny too because that's not usually my 
I'm usually very not... It, it took me a while to see this movie just because I'm like, oh, the rape part's going to ruin it for me. Yeah, I still haven't yeah. seen that. What's that movie, I Spit on Your Grave? Isn't that kind yeah. of... No, it doesn't yeah, very. Compare. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched it either. She gets, yeah, it's she gets a... raped and then she gives... I don't even... Honestly, I live in an apartment building. I don't even like saying the word rape that loud, so... Yeah. <laughs> it is. It, yeah, exactly. It's such an ugly thing. Like I said, and um, like when I was referencing, you know, like Japanese horror they heavily rely on that because mm -hmm. it's like if you want to i mean besides killing like okay like you know if, if you want somebody to take a vengeful stance you know besides killing somebody they love or whatever what's the most horrible thing you can do and that is you know it's it's that's the thing that's just ugly in this world and it's sad that it exists you know mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. and these movies like i said these movies have a definitely a commentary on it hey guess if you do this you know she's gonna come around and and uh you know kill you and your whole everybody around you with chainsaws and all that stuff and yeah. it's just in our we don't live in that world you know so i don't know yeah. what the commentary is on the movie stances but it is a, a definitely mm -hmm. a powerful tool that they use in, in film um yeah. to really get you know that person to a different state of mind and, and to you know be a badass mm -hmm. in a very very unfortunate way um, yeah right right yeah i do too i um I, my very first okay I used to go in uh, when I was a kid we, you know and when I was a kid we used to have video stores <laughs> so and uh, I, my parents let me go into the uh, pick a movie every Saturday or whatever we did and of course I was that kid I always picked went in the horror section and I just blindly picked a movie and uh, one of the first movies I ever picked was Nailgun Massacre from 1985 mm -hmm. and that was I didn't know what it was about I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm sitting there with my whole, whole family is watching it. And it is uh, this woman gets, uh, you know, raped on the construction side by all these construction workers. I mean, it was, it oh, was right, right. pretty graphic. Yeah. And then but she starts she came back as a biker with a nail gun and then killed them off one by one. And that was like the, the vengeance story. So <laughs> I have very childhood memories of these type <laughs> of movies that, you know, it's, it's yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, mom and dad. I don't think I was allowed to rent another movie for a while. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no more picking the movie for a while. No, I didn't. They they really you know, like had to go. Yeah, to go to the person and say, "Is this okay?" Um, sure, sure. You know, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Crystal, thank you so much. This was awesome. Absolutely, uh, you know. had fun, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then as far as for us, uh, you know where to find us on mm -hmm. iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. Uh, also, keep up with us through now. We are also on another network. If there wasn't enough places to find us, you can also <laughs> find us on the Padded Room Podcast Network yes. or Padded Room Network with yes. our friend Darian Brock from his Padded Room Podcast. That's so that awesome. is going to be under that feed as well as the Legion Podcast Network and the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network. And also keep up with our Facebook and our Instagram as we're always trying to interact and throw out little tips and, and clues and hints about what our next movies are going to be coming up. And also, if you are on Letterboxd, please add me, um, just uh, Paul T. Stevenson on there. Uh, okay, I, I, made a, I made a <laughs> list on there that I'm going to start putting up all of the movies that either are definitely going to be on the podcast or have been on the podcast. So cool, cool. if you want to kind of follow that and you can see, oh, you know, here's a couple of movies they haven't covered yet that must be coming up on a future podcast. So just kind of another cool way to check in. And of course, I'll just be logging all of my movies I watch on there too. So yeah. But I think that's going to do it. So thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you, Crystal, for your time. Thank you. We'll keep up with you on your show as well. And to everyone else, have a good rest of your day. And 
We'll see you next time. Sure. We are the youth and we are knocking on death's door